This is a special edition of the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Today, Chris McMains goes one-on-one with Emmett Smith. Emmett was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame after becoming the all-time leading rusher in NFL history. He, Troy Aikman, and Michael Irvin helped lead the Dallas Cowboys to three Super Bowl championships. Since retiring in 2005, Smith transitioned into the business world as CEO of Emmett Smith Enterprises. One of the fields he is now looking into is electrical energy. He recently sat down with Chris to discuss how lessons he learned from his parents and coaches helped him to become the successful man he is today. Emmett, thank you very much for being here with me today. Thank you. I heard you recently visited Encore's microgrid and tech demonstration center and just took a tour of the showroom floor. Do you have an interest in the electrical energy business? Yes. Uh, we, we, my company, uh, EJ Smith Supply, has an interest, and in we're trying to evaluate how we get into the electrical, in- uh, um, electrical energy business uh, from various perspectives. And so uh, there is interest, and visiting with Encore, we were trying to figure out what all they had going on through the microgrid as well as uh, what's already in play and whether or not there's an upgrade strategy and where we could possibly fit from a supply side as well as even from a construction standpoint because I do have a construction company too Mm -hmm. that has the capabilities of coming in and doing foundational work for uh, building pads or actually putting in the concrete beams that the uh, tower stands on top of. And so, yes, there's an interest there. And a lot of those uh, beams and and big bridges and things now have – electronic components so they can sense what's going on to see if there's, you know, maybe a, an earthquake is about to hit or, or if there's some stresses. Right. There are sensors all over the place now, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's you building a toll road or whether or not you're building a, uh, a, a tower or something. There are sensors just about everywhere that sends information back to the home, home base so people can make a, a much more informed decision and make a quicker decision and figure out what's going on uh, with this with their network and so forth. Your umbrella company, Emmett Smith Enterprises, includes, among other things, a construction company, real estate, uh, technology, investment companies, your wife, Pat's Treasure You, business interests, patent Emmett Smith Charities. Uh, would you please give our... For a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You work for them or they work for you? I work for a lot of people. <laughs> they, they got me all working. They got me working everywhere. <laughs> Can you give our listeners an overview of Emmett Smith Enterprises and how your motto, Building Bridges to Open Doors, uh, guides your company vision? Well, first of all, uh, like you said, E.J. Smith Enterprises is a holding company, and we have some companies underneath that, uh, which are all individual LLCs, independently operated by uh, their own CEO and, and infrastructure. So one of the companies is a real estate development company, which is East Smith Legacy, and there we build shopping centers, multifamily complexes, um, uh, mixed-use product, um, medical office, uh, single-tenant, multi-tenant actual structures. So we go out and buy the dirt, and we're zoning the dirt if we have to. Then we find the right tenants, the appropriate tenants for that particular location. That's what we do on the East Smith Legacy side from a development perspective. When it comes down to the servicing aspect of our business, that's where ESRP, East Smith Realty Partners, come into play. 
And we're uh, basically tenant rep business, uh, agency leasing, uh, very similar to JLL or CBRE. We represent clients and tenants locally, nationally as well, and we also have a big international client. And so from a services standpoint, that's what we do. But also under that services arm, we have property management. We have lease administration. We have uh, construction management in there as well, in-house construction management, mainly for interior build-out and stuff of that nature, and project management management on some uh, development stuff. Uh, and then we have site selection teams, teams that's looking for companies that are, are looking at multi-states uh, in terms of expansion, whether it's a big D.C. unit, where they come in and assess which one of the four states that we're looking at will provide you the best uh, unique opportunity for your company to grow, whether it's uh, employee-based, because right now there's a significant war on talent. And so we try to analyze all those things. We, do, we analyze the site itself, and we check incentives to make sure that you can possibly get incentives if you are in an enterprise zone, uh, which tax incentives are very important there for major corporations. Employee-based, how many employees you're bringing in, so there might be some taxes there as well tax savings there. So we analyze everything from a full service standpoint when it comes down to ESRP. And then when it comes down to E.J. Smith Construction, that's where uh, Eugene Walker, our CEO there, he, he uh, basically run the company. And he's and what we focus on there, that's where we get the model, building bridges to open doors. We feel like uh, after we do all of our construction work, after we earn the right to do business with any client or any general contractor that we're working with, and we perform at our optimal level, um, we, that in turn, in everything that we do, gives us a chance to build a bridge to open doors for others who are coming behind us, whether it's young people that need to be exposed to what real business is like and what people are doing on a daily basis. It's part of our charitable mantra, mantra in terms of giving back to our community. And, uh, and we love doing it uh, through fundraisers. And we love exposing kids to truly what the real world is like versus what they see the world through the lens of a limited lens or the parents' lens in some cases. Some of our kids come from very impoverished areas. And so they only see the lenses of the world through the eyes of the people that they know. And so we try to expose them to it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Now, How about when you were a youngster? I understand you had an interest in building things and thought about owning your own construction company yeah. one day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had someone do all those things that I just described for young people, for me. Uh, Charlie Edgar was his name, uh, is his name, and uh, he's still alive, <laughs> bless, bless his heart. And, um, and, and he just basically showed a, a kid that didn't have a clue what business was really all about or really what opportunities were out there uh, from um, a standpoint of just here's something that I do. And this is how I live. So when you put the correlation to having or wanting and working, this is where it can lead to. And so um, what he did for me, he taught me how to read blueprints and floor plans. And uh, before he even emphasized the line of work that he was actually in, which was the construction business itself, which was very interesting. And so when I saw the lifestyle that he was living, and at the time I thought it's much better than the one I'm living. And I enjoyed it, visiting. And so I'm like, this is something that I may want to do. But football, for me, was the vehicle to get me to the place where I can get the education and get the exposure that I needed. 
um, not knowing how long football would ever last, I was always preparing for what would what was next. And so fortunately for me, God blessed me with a long career. And within that long career, I had established tremendous relationships along the way. And I had tremendous success at multiple levels. And with that success, it opened up doors. Again, building bridges to open doors. It opened up doors for me to do other things and meet people in industries that had that I had high level of interest in, whether it was Roger Staubach in the real estate space or whether it's Eugene Walker in the construction space or someone else in the, in the finance space. All of those things were opened up due to the fact that I had a platform to stand up on and, and connections to reach out to and talk to about the things that I was looking at doing. Was it tough to walk away from uh, football? Now, when I describe those things to you, no, it's not that tough. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the main reason, not necessarily those things, but the main reason why it wasn't so tough is because what I was able to achieve. Uh, I mean, when you think about our teams, uh, the Cowboys going from 1-15 in 89 to winning three Super Bowls out of four years, and then becoming an all-time leading rusher, then going on to win Dance with the Stars. I mean, like, come on. I mean, there is nothing to regret. I mean, God had blessed me with, uh, with tremendous success. And so uh, there's no doubt in my mind, once it was over with, it was over. And I was completely satisfied with the work that I was able to put in. Because here, you're talking about a kid that wasn't supposed to be at that level. Now, all of a sudden, he's not only at that level, but he's excelling at that level. And so what else can I ask for? Did your parents instill in you the, the work ethic and discipline that you've used to succeed on the football field and in the business world? Without a doubt. They laid a foundation. They always told me if I worked hard and earned my way, I would be okay. Uh, and that's the one thing that I believe that, uh, that my brothers and sisters and I, we truly believe in earning our way. We don't want nothing to be given to us. We want to do it the right way because if you do it the right way, you keep it. You do it the wrong way, you lose it. <laughs> and so trying to keep it is really what's important. And by doing it the right way, sometimes you, you make mistakes doing it the right way. And, or you make a mistake by estimating what you're trying to get done or you underestimate what it would cost and it costs you a little bit more. But the bottom line is completing the task. You complete the task, you learn from it, you learn through the process, and you continue to move forward. But doing it, right, doing it the right way affords you the opportunity to maintain it and keep it and keep doing it the right way. Now, how about your, uh, okay. your umbrella company or your, uh, the foundation of your Prova Group is a mobile microchip technology right. that can be used to authenticate things right. like sports memorabilia. I love it. I love it. Um, because many years, when you think about that industry itself, we have utilized a technology called holograms for many years. Many people are very familiar with holograms right now. But holograms doesn't really give you that interaction or that fan connection or that connection. Because a hologram cannot, cannot talk to you like a smartphone can to a microchip. And so what we decided to do, and I saw this years ago, when RFID started to uh, penetrate the market, I knew that cell phones at that time did not have big Internet use, but I knew it was coming. Everything that you build today may not be at its optimal level, and everything that you build today is pretty much big. Ten years from now, it gets down to about this small. 
and its function and its functions are so much greater than it was ten years ago. So understanding that RFID technology was heading in in in, in warp speed down the path of uh, inter exchanging with the cell phone, we felt like uh, uh, we had a revolutionary uh, technology that would transform the way the sports memorabilia collectible space authenticates its products. Uh, for years, they talked about chain of custody and the process of chain of custody, but no one really implemented the process of chain of custody to perfection because it goes from the origin of the thing all the way out to the end consumer and what the end consumer is doing. Here today, now that technology has bridged the gap, you are now you now have the ability to communicate to the consumer. So we, we look at our technology as protect, number one, from fraud, to connect with the consumer. So we protect and connect. And when you connect with the consumer, you understand the profile of the consumer and what the profile of the consumer really wants, then you're able to talk to them directly and you somewhat cut out the middle person and you're able to sell directly. So uh, for us, that technology enables the smart tag or the hologram tag now, a uh, combination of the both, of both of those. It affords us now to get information uh, and identify when the item was authenticated, who authenticated it, the location it was authenticated in, whose signature, who, who signature is on it, and all those kind of things. We're also able to add statistical data to it from on-the-field merchandise standpoint, video data, all associated with the jersey or helmet that happens right there on the football field. We're able to take it to a whole nother level now and watch a football game in person and perhaps be it on uniform while the game is actually being played in front of you. So you're able to capture hot market opportunities. In the past, no one could do that. Today, we're one of the companies that can. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't let you get away without asking at least one uh, football question. Uh, you won three Super Bowls, and you also were inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Is anything in the business world come close to that type of thrill and that high? Um, not yet. I mean, <laughs> not yet. I mean, those are some significant highs. I mean, when you're building a business, just like you were building a, a successful football team, I mean, like I said, 89, 115, 79, and 90, 11 and 5, and 91. And then in 92, we go to the Super Bowl and we win our very first Super Bowl. When you build on the business, I think the first five years of every business is trying to get it right, trying to make sure that your culture is right. So you're so busy trying to do all these things. And once you start getting that machine well-tuned and well-oiled and they start to move in that direction, you start to see tremendous growth. And, and your company started to have the success that you wanted to have, every last one of them. Then, then I think at some point, you reach that level to where you say, okay, pretty good, pretty good. But in business, it's never pretty good because it's always about the next client. How do you service the next client? And are we servicing every client the same way? Are they walking away saying this has been a great experience working with, with any of EJ Smith companies? If we could do that, I think that is the ultimate satisfaction. Well, that's similar to sports, too. There's always a next play, a next game, a next season. Yes, sir. There's always a next play. And 
I don't like too many turnovers in our industry. When you're in business, you don't want to turn the ball over. That means you made a major mistake. Well, thank you very much for your time. I greatly appreciated it and uh, enjoyed speaking with you. And hope you stick around a little bit and learn a little bit more about the electrical energy business. Thank you. Thank you.